Welcome to The Leaders Who Care, a podcast powered by Dynamis Group. We are here to give the stage and support to those committed to create a positive and lasting impact, way beyond the profits and margins, the leaders of the world who care for others and serve a bigger purpose. Join us on the journey of creating a better, more caring world. And now to your host, Marian Timalkov. Hello, everyone. I'm honored to host a great man. Um, Aaron Atikari is, uh, is a man actually of, with a lot of uh, courage, a man who actually uh, made uh, a lot of things possible, helping uh, equality with women across the world, uh, contributing and serving um, with, uh, with everything he has done and giving back to the world with, uh, with true care. Aaron, thank you for joining and great to have you. Well, thank you so much, Marian. Uh, that's very kind of you. Thank you. Where are you joining us from today? I'm actually joining from uh, Rutherford, New Jersey, uh, in the U.S. Um, and it's uh, early in the morning. Well, not so early, but nine o'clock. Um, yeah, and uh, it's a beautiful place, and I love it right on the outskirts of New York. Wonderful. One of my favorite cities. And uh, look, you have such a such an amazing journey. I mean, you, you come from Nepal. What a, you know, for, for most, uh, you know, it's it's quite an exotic uh, country and place. I haven't visited myself yet, but I would love to hear a little bit about your journey and also your country. You know, tell us a little about Nepal. And uh, yeah. I, is it Kathmandu is the, the capital city? Kathmandu is the capital for sure. Yeah, I was born in Nepal. You know, I'm very proud of my roots. Um, Nepal is a beautiful country, uh, as you mentioned earlier. A uh, lot of nature, uh, you know, uh, beautiful mountains. Obviously, Mount Everest, uh, highest mountain in the world. Uh, but apart from that, also, you know, beautiful, uh, very high elevation to the lowest uh, elevations. Um, you know, a lot of diversity within the country. It's a small country, probably a little bigger than New Jersey or probably the size of New Jersey. Um, you know, and uh, the, the diversity that comes within that is just, you know, next to nothing that you can compare with. Um, we have, uh, you know, people from different ethnicity. Uh, there are different languages spoken, um, you know, and uh, it's, it's just uh, full of amazing people that uh, always have smile on their face, you know, no matter how hard uh, times might be or how good times might be. Uh, people are always smiling and always happy and they love, uh, you know, uh, interacting with people from outside uh, as Nepalese, you know, uh, there's a huge uh, reliance on tourism for economy. Uh, so uh, there's a very, very welcoming environment in the country. Uh, used to be uh, uh, ruled by, uh, you know, it used to be a monarchy and now it's a democratic system. Um, and we've seen through, you know, all kinds of transitions in the country. Uh, but again, uh, the people are wonderful and it's a great country to visit uh, anytime anyone gets uh, an opportunity, especially hopefully soon enough after this COVID and everything is uh, over with. If you want to be on top of the world, you got to go to Nepal. <laughs> yeah, that's absolutely true. <laughs> wonderful. Well, look, yeah, on my journey, of course, uh, you know, so uh, I've, I've actually had the privilege of uh, having a very global uh uh, citizenship, so to speak, um, you know, so I've, I've, I did my studies early 
on, you know, when I was eight years old, I was uh, in a boarding school in India. Uh, and then uh, after that, uh, my undergrad studies was in the U.S. in Tennessee, um, followed by my grad studies in uh, Canada in Vancouver, and then another master's degree back in the U.S. again a few years ago. Um, and apart from that, you know, I've had a wonderful career uh, with a great multinational company, uh, Carlsberg Group, um, where uh, it, it really gave me an opportunity to be around the world, uh, literally, um, you know, especially uh, majority of Asia, um, and then uh, quite recently in Mexico and US. Um, so I've had a wonderful journey uh, in terms of, you know, being able to appreciate what's out there, uh, being able to work with a diverse group of people, uh, appreciate the cultures, um, and, and see the, the world as well as, you know, whether it's on a business side or personal side through multiple lenses. Um, so I really uh, believe I'm blessed in that sense. Wonderful, you know, it, it's wow. You you've you've traveled the world, visited how how many how many places have you lived in? You know, it's it's like uh, so obviously Nepal. Um, I lived in India, um, Singapore, Malaysia, um, Canada, and the U.S. So these are really where I uh, you know uh, consider my homes uh, or homes away from homes. Uh, currently, I'm permanently migrated to the U.S. Um, so you know, I have a, a wonderful family, and uh, everyone's living in the U.S. with me right now. Um, but yeah, apart from that, I've also worked in China, Vietnam, uh, you know, uh, Malaysia, and Singapore, um, and and just across you know, uh, multiple multiple uh, geographies. So it's 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 been amazing. Wonderful. Um, what do you do today? What, what is your, uh, let's say, uh, kind of focus and uh, and most recent, most recently, of course. Right. Uh, so I've migrated out of my role in Carlsberg, and currently I'm looking to really transforming the CPG or FMCG industry. Um, obviously, you know, my thought process had been around uh, the transformation prior to COVID. Uh, but when, with COVID, I think there's a much faster acceleration in terms of how uh, uh, consumer trends have uh, shifted uh, from predominantly traditional channels now into more of digital channels and what have you. Um, and here I see a lot of white space and opportunities where, you know, generally speaking, uh, not many companies are still geared towards fully maximizing the opportunity behind um, e-commerce, you know, in, engaging with consumers in digital space and so forth. Uh, on the social side, I've uh, now uh, initiated uh, a foundation or in the process of initiating a foundation uh, that's going to uh, help educate uh, women in Nepal. Um, and that's really, you know, uh, following through with my purpose, which is really to positively impact uh, people that I come across, as well as uh, uh, elevating the uh, the education of women in Nepal. Um, so that's what I'm focused on right now. Um, and really I'm looking for, you know, uh, some amazing platforms, some amazing networks that I can tag along with uh, in terms of bringing these uh, uh, ideas and executions to life or scale. Wonderful. Tell us, you know, a little bit about your kind of... Uh stories of have you already impacted a lot of uh, women and, and you've been a great uh, advocate for equality um tell us some of the stories of one of the most difficult challenges you faced alongside absolutely. that journey absolutely 
Um, you know, coming from Nepal, where you know we've we've had a, a predominantly uh, I don't want to call it male dominant society, but uh, more you know uh, male influenced society, so to speak. Um, you know, even at workplace and so forth, there were a lot of uh, gaps in terms of uh, you know the pays and so forth, opportunities for women and what have you. So one of the things that I'm really proud, uh, which I initiated is, you know, uh, there was a stigma in the sales organization that women, you know, could not work in the sales organization. Uh, simply because, you know, uh, the, the type of channels that we had to go to, the terrains, the geography, you know, there were all kinds of constraints, uh, nightlife, what have you, you know. Uh, and this is from a Nepalese perspective at the time. Um, and, uh, you know, so I literally took it upon myself to hire a team uh, of women uh, leading a particular uh, uh, division within the sales organization. Um, and then, you know, to a lot of people's surprise, uh, it actually uh, helped uh, improve performance of the overall team because now suddenly in a, in a male, you know, dominated uh, division within the organization, mm -hmm. Uh, there was far more competition. There were more creativity coming in, um, you know, and there was a huge amount of appreciation in terms of uh, how diversity, uh, especially in gender as well, uh, you know, brings about uh, amazing ideas and amazing innovations within the organization. Um, and then the other challenge that I faced was, you know, when I was uh, restructuring the organization as the managing director, um, I did notice there was some uh, gaps uh, in, in pace between women and men uh, holding similar positions. Um, and that's something that I immediately uh, changed uh, to make it equal. Look, that's not always easy. And uh, at what point your kind of intentions or even your care in a way? I mean, first of all, how, how do you care? What's your philosophy and approach? You know, it'd be good to hear your kind of personal really view on that. Absolutely. Um, when it comes to care, like, you know, it's, it's a broad area when you think about care. Um, and I think we have to start from uh, within ourselves, right? So uh, the way I look at it is, you know, first, it's really about taking care of uh, ourselves, our inner circles, our family, um, and having that mindset, which, you know, is not necessarily about uh, triggering, uh, oh, I want to be a careful person or, you know, I want to I care today but more of that being part of your daily life. So, you know, it's really about creating a ritual, creating a habit of uh, doing the right things, you know, standing by your moral compass um, and, and believing in, uh, you know, in doing right uh, to others um, and, and making sure, you know, we are just living in a, a great environment among great people and, and hopefully trans, uh, trans, uh, transferring uh, those attributes to as many people as we come across. The other side is also about learning. Um, you know, we come across amazing people in our lives. Uh, I surely have. And, you know, I try to take inspiration from just about anyone I talk to, anyone I meet, anyone I develop a relationship with. Um, you know, for example, some of the works that uh, you have been doing, you know, you know, that in itself is an inspiration. You know, showcasing this to the world, uh, inspiring other people, you know. Uh, similarly, I've come across uh, amazing uh, group of people, you know, some are mentors, uh, others are family, uh, you know, uh, and then some are leaders uh, in, in the work. You know. So 
uh, it's really about uh, you know being true to yourself internally as well as taking inspirations from others. No, no thank you for that. It uh, it's not always easy, and uh, I just wanted to also ask you it. Uh, you know, when your care was put to the test, you know, when was it? What is the biggest roadblock you had to overcome? Because I know it's yeah. not easy in big and sometimes in large corporates, in even communities, societies to challenge beliefs that have been installed from early days. True. Um, I think there are two critical aspects here. One is on the cultural side, you know. So culture as in culture could be part of society, culture could be part of an organization, you know. Um, and really breaking those barriers. I think that's that's one of the biggest uh, responsibility for any leader to to be uh, aware of, you know, what what are the cultural barriers. Um, and, and change is something that's, you know, that frightens a lot of people. But what's on the other side of change is actually uh, generally amazing, you know. So uh, being able to uh, uh, showcase uh, the benefits of change, I think that's where uh, it's been a decent challenge and learning, um, you know. So, so to be able to convince uh, uh, people in your team that, look, you know, if we have more women in the team, you know, it helps in terms of, uh, you know, being more creative, you know, understanding and leveraging strengths of each other, what have you, um, you know, it takes time. It's a process. Um, and the other area is really around resources, uh, because, you know, at the end of the day, uh, when you want to put your care, um, you know, whether it's on the environmental side, social side, what have you, uh, it does take away resources that uh, one would otherwise put behind uh, business opportunities, uh, you know, what have you. So being uh, aware of, you know, how those resources are allocated, um, you know, how they uh, eventually uh, bring in better impacts uh, around your, uh, whether it's uh, around the surroundings or to the business, to the stakeholders, to the longevity of, uh, you know, uh, of the overall environment. So I think it's resourcing, you know, that really comes under test. And time and again, you know, we face challenges around resourcing, um, which, you know, over time we've been able to accommodate and come through. No, oh, wonderful. We have actually a question here because we, we stream on live as well on Facebook. And um, the question is, Aaron, when it comes down to care culture, do you right. remember a situation where you or the organization you worked for did it wrong? Um, and what did you learn from the failure? Right. I don't particularly know of doing it wrong or being a failure, but I recall not doing it early enough. You know, <laughs> yeah, I think this is a learning process, right? At the end of the day, you know, no one is perfect. No one comes with a playbook that's going to be valid tomorrow. You know, every day we are evolving as a human being, as an organization. Um, so, you know, definitely... Uh, I think, you know, when I look at some of the uh, CSI initiatives that we did in the past, uh, one of them was related to microfinancing and helping the community uh, around our uh, manufacturing footprint. Uh, I think that, uh, you know, uh, it, it was an amazing initiative before my time, actually, uh, to give full credit where it's due. Um, but, you know, uh, the learning is uh, maybe that could have been scaled uh, much bigger and better. Uh, which we tried during our time, but, uh, you know, weren't really successful uh, in, in scaling that. Uh, there were a lot more complexities around 
regulatory bodies and so forth. Um, so I think that's really the uh, area that you know I would I would urge leaders uh, where or if I was to go back into these situations again, uh, I would actually look at something that's working beautifully and literally just take it by the horns and just scale it right away uh, to gain maximum benefit much faster. Wow. You know, and you mentioned something very interesting about this uh, microfinancing. And um, I, I, would st I still remember vividly, you know, what you did, you know, to help actually uh, business, you know, extend working hours to, right. to come up with these innovation solutions with renewables and give access to a long, you know, electricity. Right. Uh, tell us about, obviously, uh, you know, first of all, that initiative. You know, it's, right. it's wonderful to hear what... How did you came up with it and, and tell us, you know, uh, a little bit more about, uh, you know, the impact? Absolutely. So what was happening was uh, there's this eastern part of uh, Nepal, uh, eastern city. It's called Dharan. Uh, it's a very trendy uh, city. Uh, mm -hmm. A lot of people who migrate out of that city and go to work in the uh, British army as Gorkha soldiers. Um, oh. have you, you know, so there's a lot of cultures borrowed from uh, the UK in terms of like the pop culture and so forth, you know, mm. um, a very trendy city. And one of the problems they were facing was that, uh, you know, particularly with electricity, uh, there was no uh, supply of electricity in certain parts of the, uh, of the neighborhood. And there was a huge cluster of uh, on-premise accounts, on-trade accounts, um, uh, restaurants and, you know, a lot of uh, eating accounts. Um, and they had to shut down uh, at sunset because without electricity, yeah, you know, the, the local administration uh, would make them shut down for the lack of uh, security and visibility and so forth. So, you know, we sat together with the local community and uh, the restaurant uh, owners uh, in that neighborhood and tried to understand, you know, what could we do? How could we play a role? Mm. And what we quickly identified was, hey, if we provide electricity, you know, through renewables, which is solar uh, uh, led, um, so it didn't take, it was not super capital intensive. Um, at the same time, it was independent of the grid. So we didn't have to rely on the national grid. Um, and, uh, you know, because it's solar, it's renewable, it's clean energy. Um, so why don't we do that? So we took upon that initiative and literally lit a whole, um, uh, I would say it's probably a mile or two miles or, you know, uh, around two to three kilometers stretch of street, uh, which had both sides of restaurants and so forth, uh, be able to provide electricity. And then suddenly the administration, the local administration got interested as well. Like, hey, if you're putting all these, you know, solar poles and providing uh, electricity and so forth, how about you also install CCTV cameras for us? And then we can provide more security and we can extend the uh, longevity of the opening hours and so forth. So we were able to accommodate that at a relatively low cost as well. And the overall learning to us was when we really care about our customers, about our environment, uh, you know, and, and try to build a win-win uh, situation, uh, we actually stumble upon or we get far more partners that we had previously not considered, you know. And now, you know, I'm proud to say, you know, that business model is thriving. Uh, that part of the country is thriving as well. Um, and, and that's a business model that we later on, you know, had it ready to replicate in other parts of the country. Oh, I, I love it. You know, as my wife actually says, you know, uh, 
good leads to more good. I mean, it's amazing to see how even local administration got inspired and yeah. said, you know what, we, we are ready to do that. And everybody jumped in and, and it's uh, now seems like a, a model that is can be is already replicated and it's grown. So one seed can make a big difference. Absolutely. And I think, you know, to add to this, the idea is to inspire others as well, you know, and, and when it comes to doing good or, uh, you know, leading through uh, environmental and social stewardship, uh, the real idea is to make sure that competition, you know, or, or collaborators come in and scale it up as well. So it's one of those few areas where, you know, I personally love to have as many competitors come in. I'm sure you had to overcome a lot of roadblocks along your journey, uh, Aaron, and uh, you mentioned a few, but uh, what would you say, you know, is some of the biggest roadblocks in your personal growth and, and development, you know, to get you to where you are? And uh, Yeah, I think the biggest roadblock in all honesty has been, uh, you know, a, a, a little bit of, I don't want to call it discrimination, but a situational uh, you know, uh, 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 I guess a, a particular situation where the country that I come from, you know, the passport that I hold uh, has actually made it really tough being a global citizen, you know. Uh, so whether it was in terms of finding opportunities outside of Nepal, uh, traveling, so forth, you know, it's always become one of those, uh, or it had in the past become one of those roadblocks, I must say. Um, and, and, you know, uh, the, the only way to overcome was just keep trying, just keep doing, you know, and, and just uh, the perseverance and, and the resolve to just keep going. Um, and eventually, you know, uh, I'm, I'm thankfully in a much better place now. I uh, don't have to worry about any of those situations. But at the same time, you know, I empathize with uh, my colleagues, uh, a lot of the people that I know who have gone through similar struggles, you know, uh, whether it's immigrating, whether it's, you know, going to another country outside of your comfort zone, uh, working in a different environment and different cultures and so forth. I think that has really been, you know, uh, a difficulty to overcome, but once overcome, uh, you know, uh, an absolute strength. Absolutely. I, th I was just going to say that. And uh, there is so much power and strength in, in overcoming those difficulties and not giving up. In fact, that may be also the greatest thing to be thankful for, you know, that you had to go through. And, and, and surely you have to, you know, learn a lot of things. And what are your practical tools or steps, you know, that you take to do that, that that's really helped you, you know, and how, how do you kind of take care of yourself? Absolutely. Um, so I think, you know, again, it's I, I start from the inside out, so to speak. Mm -hmm. So, you know, internally, it's about creating a set of routines and disciplines um, and, you know, uh, that's discipline in, uh, you know, how you operate as an uh, individual, um, as a team, uh, how you operate, uh, you know, in terms of your habits, uh, you know, what kind of habits you're forming and so forth. Um, I, I won't claim to say that I've been 100% at each of these things. I strive to have a better you know, lifestyle. I strive to have a better diet patterns. I strive to have mm. a better uh, uh, mental uh, well-being, you know. Um, and then I think that's always been a challenge given the, uh, the environment that we live in, given the workload that we are, you know, carrying uh, on a, a personal as well as professional space, uh, you know, juggling multiple aspects of life and so forth. 
Um, so I think, you know, that's really about uh, bringing a discipline behind care. And it's really also about continuously learning and improving me uh, because, you know, I'm by far nowhere close to perfect, uh, nowhere close to where I want to be as well, you know, and I strive to uh, take inspirations from my family, from people that I'm around, um, and then just try to use the best practices to keep moving forward. You know, you said something very interesting, and I was, I was given this advice, the difference that makes you, you know, from the good to great is discipline. Mm-hmm. And you, you mentioned that also, and uh, you also mentioned that who do I want to become, and I have an inspiration for that, which is great. And on that line of thought, what excites you, Aaron, you know, moving forward? I think the ability or the ambition to make an impact, a positive impact, that's my source of inspiration, really. And that really excites me. Um, I don't get excited, you know, if I'm uh, just doing nothing or not being productive with my time. I actually get very agitated, you know, if I'm, uh, if I've binge watched a TV show, I'm literally mm-hmm. myself saying, hey, you know, I could have really better utilized that time. Um, so, so really being able to make an impact is something that I strive for. And that keeps me moving. Now, it's not always a smooth road in terms of, you know, it's not like every day you get out and, you know, you're able to do this and that. At times you do have to take a step back, you know, uh, where you have to recalibrate, where you have to uh, research, you know, uh, reignite your passion and so forth. But again, coming back to, you know, for example, I touched upon earlier, which is, you know, uh, transforming the FMCG and the CPG sector while also making a social impact in education of women in Nepal. Uh, I think that's really something that, you know, the moment I get up, I'm all fired up and, and ready to go. No, thank you for that. That's really, uh, you know, it's helpful. We we have another question here, and it's exactly in that line of thought. You know, to thank you for being very inspiring in our conversation, Marian Aaron. Can one uh, be uh, both productive and mindful? How do you find a balance in your perspective? You know, in being a high achiever, but not at the expense of joy and happiness. Absolutely. I think the key for me, and then, you know, I can only speak for myself in this one, has been about, uh, you know, making it a second nature, you know. So, so what I do or what I did in my professional lives in the past, what I continue to do now is part of my daily life. You know, it's not something that I, you know, I don't start a clock saying, okay, now I need to start working or, you know, now I need to start doing this. It's, you know, it's part of my life. It's part of who I am. You know, it's part of my identity. And when I have that, I don't necessarily struggle with burnouts, so to speak. Right? Uh-huh. Um, but at the same time, it's also about, you know, diversity in terms of your thinking and your thought process in terms of the activities that you do. And for me, you know, it's been very helpful, uh, you know, uh, sometimes taking care of my teenage daughter, you know, completely throws randomness into the, uh, you know, into the structure of life that I've sort of tried to strive for. Um, and, and, you know, it makes life so much interesting. Or for that matter, when I visit my nephew who is uh, 17 months old, uh, you know, just being around them, you know, takes away all the stress. I forget about the world. So it's really about finding those quotients that allow you to, you know, uh, reset your your uh, mind and and you know be able to 
you know, recharge yourself uh, for, for the next day and the next weeks and so forth. And also it's about getting very good sleep. And I listened to Olya's uh, uh, podcast last week, uh, you know, and I, I couldn't agree more because I keep telling my friends, uh, you know, over even over some beers that what whatever I try to do, it's all about trying to get a good night's sleep. <laughs> Absolutely, you know this is this is the, the when the ba- hydrate, you know, kind of keep active and get a good night's sleep and and all this. I think is is uh, very important. Uh, you know, you also mentioned something very uh, very interesting here. Um, find joy or um, good moments. You know, not, not just basically, but but have that kind of good good moment time. You know, with whatever you do, which makes a uh, a big difference in right. in that, and uh, it's not always easy. But um, if you be, if you make it as a, just part of your, you know, I guess habit that starts with something little, you know, and and then it be, you know it could turn into something much bigger. Right. I also advise people to read history. You know, history oh. is one of those things that brings a lot of things into perspective. Um, at times, you know, we find uh, challenging moments. You know. Like COVID uh, recently was quite challenging. It still is challenging. Uh, but, you know, when we do read back into history in terms of, you know, how the world has shaped itself through multiple other challenges, you know, how people have overcome. And history does not necessarily need to be just about empires and rulers and what have you. It can be about, you know, your your ancestor roots. You know, it could be about, uh, you know, people that you are inspired by and so forth. Um, and then that really helps me uh, personally uh, you know, bring myself down to uh, a very calm environment and, and also have a much wider and better perspective. Oh, any any kind of advice is how do you keep your well-being uh, and, and physical shape in this corona time? Any advices to our listeners, you know, Absolutely. what uh, what works for you? Because clearly, um, first of all, we're grateful for the fact that we are alive. <laughs> I think it's... It's really a great privilege that we can, you know, even be on, on the podcast and serve. But um, it also, uh, it's important of how and what we can do, you know, to, to share what works. And then thank you for asking that. Um, so COVID has been a very difficult time for a lot of people and continues to be. Uh, you know, personally, uh, some of my family members are impacted as well, my close friends and so forth. Uh, to, you know, knock on the wood, so far I've been lucky enough not to, get it, but, you know, that's no guarantee that we don't, you know, so um, first and foremost, it's really about being calm. Uh, it's it's mm. understanding, you know, how, uh, uh, you know, what are the good practices, uh, how dangerous this virus could be, and what this could uh, mean in terms of implications for your near and dear ones, you know, one might be healthy and, and be confident, but, you know, uh, your surroundings might actually be vulnerable. So, you know, what does that mean uh, for you and your surroundings? Um, and then, you know, in terms of uh, precautions, taking precautions with, you know, basic common sense, you know, like wearing a mask, uh, washing your hands, having hygiene, and, and not taking those things for granted, and also inspiring other people to do the same. Um, you know, at times I put my social media profile picture with my mask on, you know, uh, just to uh, let people know you know, that's something that they should be doing on a regular basis. Um, but at the same time, you know, it's also about uh, taking care of your physical well-being, which is, you know, uh, I think a proper diet 
and proper exercise. So my wife has actually, you know, been very helpful in, in helping me stay structured and disciplined. You know, sometimes it's easy to get carried away in front of computers when you're working from home yeah. uh, with your uh, kids' school work and what have you. Um, but it's, it's, it's a good idea to remind yourself of having that daily routine of discipline of, you know, just doing exercise, even if you don't have spaces, like a lot of people that I know, you know, are in apartments and so forth. You can do wonderful like hit exercises and those kind of things, which don't need gym equipment or spaces. Um, and then, you know, definitely talking to as many people as we can, you know, creating that social bubble or that mental sort of uh, well-being by communicating. I think that's extremely important because that helps you understand what other people are going through, uh, different perspectives, you know, and even uh, gives you, you know, more motivation in terms of uh, staying positive, staying full of energy. And sometimes if you get bored, you know, go out for a drive, you know, get, get a refreshing uh, environment around you, you know. Uh, when things are nice, uh, go out for a hike, go out for a jog, uh, go to the nature, you know. Uh, we, we take nature for granted. We're living in all these concrete jungles. Uh, going to the woods sometimes, uh, you know, makes it very fresh. You know, I'll never forget someone basically said to me, a billion dollar idea came um, during a, a drive around the city. Just, per, you know, purposeless drive, just to, because it, this, you know, a great uh, lady actually, has, that's that's when her creativity, it's, it's her best, and was just go around for a drive and, and just think about and and others do that with walking and and you're right you know like i think it's a great moment to use that kind of quietness i would say because we all kind of have to confine and stay and and to think about excuse me to think about really the the uh, uh what could you do and how could you serve and help others and, and i think um i still remember that phrase um Greatness is achieved by serving others. Absolutely. And, and you know, that holds true uh, across the board. Uh, you know, uh, right now, if you are in a position to help people that are going through some of these troubles, uh, you know, uh, that'll be a great uh, reward for you uh, from, from a personal perspective as well. You know, so I, I completely believe in that as well. What do you think we need to spread the care culture? Uh, what do you think we need to spread the care culture? Yeah, what do you think we could do to encourage and, and spread that? Right. I think it's really about being, you know, open and honest about it. It's, uh, you know, it's being unapologetic in terms of, uh, you know, uh, appreciating uh, or, you know, really being true to yourself first and then appreciating the diversity uh, that we live around. Uh, and, and really, you know, listening to others with uh, deep empathy um, and, and trying to inspire without imposing. Uh, mm -hmm. you know, I think that's really, I think inspiration is so much more powerful than uh, forcing anyone to be, you know, uh, aware of the care culture and what have you. Um, uh, inspirational leaders, you know, we talked about earlier as well, uh, you know, they, they bring in so much, uh, you know, uh, I guess, uh, confidence current, so to speak, right? Uh, that that really can be leveraged uh, to a larger scale uh, in the environment we're in. Just to give an example, uh, we come across great leaders in the world, you know, uh, whether they're in social sectors, business sectors, what have you. Uh, 
and and to know you know how they uh, are taking care of themselves you know humanizing it uh, understanding what they're scared of you know understanding what what makes them worried um, and then you know at times we get carried away but just by looking at the success but you know understanding you know how human they are and what they go through and really being able to uh, articulate that and translate that into uh, inspiring uh, you know every every people in the world uh, to to be aware of their surroundings to really uh, you know uh, touch others lives with positivity and and I think it's easier said than done uh, you know uh, but your platform is a great platform that helps you know uh, people like ourselves to you know come in and share our experiences uh, which you know hopefully does touch through the viewers that are uh, looking in uh, but also are listening in and also uh, you know their friends and families and so forth you know something really uh, stuck with me what you what you just said um, inspire and and without imposing that's uh, kind of it's so much more powerful you know really have that deep empathy and listen and, and just kind of um, accept people and, and for who they are. And, and sure, because sometimes it's so, because you may have lived to so many experiences and you, you know by doing certain things, this can lead to a result, but also being patient enough to understand what's going on in, in person's inside and, and try to articulate it in a non-imposing way, but an accepting way. Um, it just resonated so well of what you just said. You know, I, I think it just makes a, 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 the whole difference in the world. <laughs> and I think, you know, like those who believe in what they do, uh, you know, just continue doing it well, you know, and then just, uh, for example, you know, uh, you are good at something, I'm good at something, you know, we all have our strengths, right? If you continue to just roll with it and just, you know, not look for immediate results, but continue to just go with our beliefs and purpose. Um, I think eventually that is contagious. You know, eventually people do look into that and start appreciating and start getting uh, inspirations out of it. Look, when you close your eyes and think of the future, um, what do you see? You know, like <laughs> how, how do you envisage the future? You know, short or short term or mid to long long term you know what's what's your kind of uh, right. vision for myself or for the world well look often we live in our own worlds each <laughs> one of us but <laughs> you know how do you see the world you know what's your vision for for the world in short term yeah when i look at the world i see a world that's changing i see a world where there's a huge amount of information huge amount of uh, I see a world that can, you know, with the right set of tools, uh, be driven to an amazing future. Uh, you know, technology is going to be part of our lives, uh, no matter how, you know, how we take it. I mean, it's it's an uh, it's an enhancer, it's a tool, you know. And then uh, I think uh, it's really about embracing technology. Uh, so the world will be very much reliant on, uh, you know, massive leaps in technology. And uh, I think uh, in terms of uh, the generations that are coming in, uh, you know, the new generations, uh, whether it's the, uh, not just the millennials, but the generations Z or Z, you know, in different parts of the countries. Um, but uh, that really, uh, you know, there, there's so much more awareness. There's so much more 
you know, uh, ideas of uh, what is good for the world, you know. So I'm actually very confident in the new generation uh, where uh, they question uh, the whys and the hows. Uh, and, and I think, you know, in the past, especially when I was growing up, you know, we didn't question what we were being taught. Uh, we didn't question the seniors, you know, we we're just kind of following it blindly. And now in this environment where uh, we see lots of questions, we come up with better answers, we come up with better logics and better solutions. Um, so I actually am very positive and optimistic about the world that we live in now, but more so about the future. Wonderful. You know, I share your vision and uh, I believe it's it's exciting what's coming. Aaron, it's been a real privilege to, to have you here. Um, any final words that you, you may want to share with, with the audience, anything that you feel um, you, you wanted to, to touch on? Right. Um, you know, I, I really am inspired by uh, one of my former colleagues, um, you know, who told me every day in the morning, you know, he looks at himself in the mirror and sees, you know, uh, his true self and, and you know, reflects back on uh, what he's doing, you know, uh, what does he mean to his family, his surrounding his world um, and, you know, and then goes about his day. Um, I take that literally to heart and, you know, I do the same in terms of, you know, reflecting upon myself um, and, and really trying to see what could I have done better? Uh, you know, how can I make better impact to the people that are around me, to the world, to the environment? Um, and in doing so, you know, uh, it gives me a meaning to life. It gives me, a, you know, a strong uh, uh, correlation with my purpose and gives me excitement and passion. So my advice to anyone that's listening is, you know, be true to yourself, you know, self-reflect, understand where you are and understand that every day you can make amazing impacts uh, in lives of people and, you know, carry on your journey and be great at what you do. Thank you. Someone said to me, truth equals life. So you're right, truthful to yourself. Yeah. And I do hope more people, you know, will use this time to free themselves with any kind of uh, masks. Uh, <laughs> certainly masks is a very popular thing nowadays, but, but just to take off their also imaginary mask and, and just live the lives they really want to, not to exist just, but actually live passionately. Uh, and I wish them for, to, to do that in every area of their life. They wish to do that. Thank you so very much, Aaron. And, um, you know, it's, it's been a, a pleasure to have you today. Thank you so much, Marian. Uh, you know, thank you so much for this platform. And you're doing an amazing job. Uh, please carry on. Thanks for listening. And we hope you enjoyed this episode. Find out more about the leaders who care across the main social media channels and help us spread the care culture in your own community. First, by taking care of yourself and then of others around you. It all starts with one person, one act of kindness. What is one thing you can do today to make your environment better? Stay inspired and stay caring. See you next time.